and still at the core of the of, of the programs, even even at an early age. You know, I I am usually invited to go into into regular schools and colleges, not even universities, but go to, to colleges in order to inspire, you know, not only women in technology, but also young professionals. So because we need that. Welcome to KBCast, the podcast for security executives, interviewing people from around the globe on how organizations can operate smarter and stay safer. Here's Carissa Breen. Ramses, welcome to the show. I really appreciate it. I know that it is nice and sunny where you are in the world, which is in Spain. So I'm really keen um, because you have such a great energy and it's definitely going to brighten up uh, my day today or my night um, because it is obviously cold and dark and drizzly in Sydney. So really keen to have your energy on the show today. And I know that we are going to be speaking about artificial intelligence and machine learning. So before we dive into the specifics of that, we always like to start off our podcast with talking about you and your journey. So can you please talk to our listeners about where you sort of started and what are you sort of doing now? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. It's truly a pleasure to be uh, with you today. And, and, and thanks, for, thanks for having me and thanks for asking me about, about the journey because that's exactly how I, uh, how I see it. You know, I started, I started my uh, early career in sales, you know, selling uh, uh, technology, although my, my, my background and my studies are on economics and law, I, I, I have been always keen on, on technology. And then I started as a, as a sales professional, right? But, but, you know, with a degree in economics and law, I felt that there was something in my, let's say, universe of knowledge that, 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 I, that I didn't have, which is the understanding of why this sort of technology, why networks, why security, why the need of auditing and assurance. And then I started uh, a journey as you were saying, uh, you know, with, with, with certifications. You know, I went to ISACA and I get my certified in the governance uh, of, the, uh, of the enterprise IT certification and the certified information security manager. Then I also got some uh, certifications from Stanford University on project management. And then I also decided to, to, to go for a Six Sigma black belt. In, in a nutshell, I wanted to have different angles and dimensions and perspectives if I was going to deliver uh, value and, and good service. So, so starting on, 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 let's say, business first, business first, business first. So starting on, on my degrees and studies on, on economics and through the use of technology, serving people uh, and, and businesses uh, into that. Then I went into different uh, technology companies, you know, CA Technologies and then uh, Dell Software, the software part of the Texan company, American company uh, of, of hardware. I was on the, in the software arena. And then, of course, cybersecurity and protection and defense has always been, uh, you know, at the core of my DNA, you know, and protection, defense, safeguarding what, what matters most. And then, of course, my time with Symantec. And right now, my time as International Chief Technology Officer of CyberRes, a micro-focus line of business, uh, it's, uh, I, mean, I mean, I couldn't be happier. It's, it's, it's certainly a, a moment in my life. Let me finish by saying that uh, today I'm representing ISACA. You know, I've been in, uh, international vice president at the board of directors of ISACA. And, and, you know, again, that combination of certification, knowledge, uh, you know, uh, uh, 
theory and frameworks and best practices coming from those certifications that I just I just mentioned, combined with real world experience, you know, I think that 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 mix make uh, make me the professional that I am today. So so and, and again, it's a pleasure to talk about the journey and hopefully inspire other people into finding their path and, you know, their inner core, what they feel about this technology or cloud technology or machine learning that we will talk today, even quantum computing, who knows? You know, I'm, 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 I have some session and I was touring the world before the pandemic with my quantum computing session. So, you know, I think that it's, it, it's good to, to craft your career and, 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 and follow the passion that drives you. Yeah, I really, I really appreciate you sharing that because it's interesting because you've you've definitely had quite the career in terms of starting in sales and then you, you went to CA and then you've sort of been at Symantec. So you've definitely seen that shift of how technology has changed, how people have adopted to it. And so what I'm really keen to sort of explore today is I've had a, a few other guests on the podcast talking specifically around artificial intelligence. But one of the areas I'd like to focus with you here today is... Mm-hmm. Because we're sort of seeing this shift and this change the way we operate in society, but also the way in which certain jobs are performed and some of which will become obsolete, right? So Mm -hmm. talk me through like some of the landscape at the moment. Like what are you seeing when it comes to this stuff? And I I ask this because people sort of think we're going to get to this stage where no one has a job and then, you know, uh, robots just walk around and own the world. And I, I mean, I see it differently, but I'm really keen to hear your thoughts because there's this fallacy, not only in the industry, but I think more so speaking outside of that, that we want to sort of uh, demystify and debunk that that's not really the reality of things. Uh-huh. Oh, well, your, your question is very pointed on, on, on what, I, what I called, uh, this, is not, this is not just an era of changes, but the change of an era. The change of an epoch. We, we society at large, we need to understand, we need to embrace change. Actually, you know, as I was hearing your question, I mean, you mentioned change one or two times within the question, which is, which is fantastic because I like to talk about the three V's of change. Let me explain. The velocity, the variety, and the volume of change. What, what the change that we are seeing, not, not just because of the pandemic, which of course accelerates uh, it, all that, but but the the change that we are seeing is unprecedented. You know, I mean, the the volume of change on different you know technologies and a scenario, even the threat landscape is is changing very rapidly. But the velocity of change, I mean, the agility that is required for for businesses and and governments of the world and different organizations, right? So velocity, variety, <laughs> how many? How many flavors of the same things we, we have? Well, how many versions of the same applications are we storing? You know, how many how many uh, different sets of data we have we have to deal with? So again, velocity, variety, and the volume of change. So 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 your question drives me into, well, drives me into talking about the fourth V, not just the three Vs I have just mentioned: velocity, variety, and volume, but the fourth V. The fourth V of change is the value the value of embracing change. And certainly machine learning and artificial intelligence, to my eyes, in my opinion, as an observer of this industry and different industries, I see that they're here to help. I mean, we we shouldn't be afraid of that. Of course, there's an ethical approach and an ethical limit 
to how we use these technologies, how we collect information, correlate information, analyze information. Yes to all of that, right? But I see it, I see it more, more of an opportunity. I understand that, let's say, with the rise, not the rise of the machines, but, but the rise of chatbots, okay? So chatbots, those little applications that certainly guide you into a sales process that can be a fantastic uh, first level for a triage of, a, of an incident, let's say cybersecurity or even healthcare, you know? So, so the rise of chatbots, people might think or may think that, you know, they, 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 we don't need humans anymore. I, I, I see it quite the other way. I see it as an opportunity of having the right people for the right tasks at the right time. Meaning, I mean, if, if it's healthcare or if it's, you know, a cyber analyst, get people to serve people, to serve humans, you know, as a second level uh, with, with an expertise. Once the machines, once the algorithms have, have tracked the problem, have correlated the problem, have filtered or guessed, you know, with, with different uh, uh, guessing patterns of behavior, detecting anomalies, uh, 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 guessing what's, what's right or what's wrong, of course, depending on historical data. So, so I think that, that machine learning, which by the way, it's a subset of artificial intelligence, so machine learning is one of the subsets of AI. We call it AI. We the world, we call it AI because, you know, we like, we like the name and we like the acronym. AI, great. But in reality, what we mean is machine learning. And one of the four types of machine learning, there are four types, supervised, unsupervised, reinforcement learning, and deep learning. Let me repeat, supervised, unsupervised, reinforcement learning, and deep learning. Well, the second one, which is unsupervised machine learning is the one that is is being used most in cybersecurity you know for 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 threat hunting for for guessing the next move of attackers and offenders and cyber criminals alike so so unsupervised machine learning i love it because it learns by observation rather than by example you don't need to train the algorithm the algorithm let me let me put it between inverted commas so quote unquote it trains itself by observing what's happening in a certain environment. When you apply that into, again, healthcare, when you apply that into cybersecurity, which is my line of work, when you apply that into auditing, well, some auditor that, that she or he might be listening now say, well, well, that my, my, my job is about to be gone. No, not, not really. Part of the uh, uh, mundane or the, or, the, or, the, or, the, or the normal tasks of, of an auditor or even a lawyer, they might be gone. But then you have the opportunity of enhancing and amplifying the experience of, of what the algorithm provides us as first level or triage or something. So, so I understand uh, your question and I apologize for a long answer, but, uh, but I understand people and I respect it when they, when they think, you know, I mean, uh, we're doomed, you know, I mean, the, the, the jobs are going to be gone. I, I think, well, we call it, actually, we at ISACA, we at CyberRes, a microfocus line of business, we call it the, the jobs of the future, but jobs of the future of right now. The future of now. We 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 like to think about. I mean, uh, three years ago or five years ago. I mean, we did, we were not talking about being a cloud architect or being a data scientist. You know, I mean, uh, or a threat hunter. And suddenly, these jobs exist, and they exist for a reason because technology. 
and, and machine learning or AI, artificial intelligence, they can help us on, 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 on those, those fields and perspectives. So I think that's, that's important not to lose sight of, uh, of collaborating with machine learning rather than fighting or, or you know, having, a, having a bad day with, uh, with AI or machine learning. Back to you. Thank you. No, I really appreciate uh, people going on tangents because I think it really does express your thoughts and your, your, your thinking just organically and, and it's sort of just evolving from there. So, no, I really appreciate people going on rants. But one of the things that I think that I'm hearing that you're saying, like collaborating with, with you know, machine learning, totally agree. But for those who perhaps are still afraid where do you think that that sort of comes from like why do you think that they are afraid is it because that they don't have enough perspective like you said data scientists all that wasn't around that's a new thing but now it seems obvious because they can see that data scientists are a thing is it because that we haven't quite traversed into this new way of operating yet so it's hard to see the tangible jobs that are associated with with uh i guess this new working environment uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Thanks for the question again, because I think that the lack of understanding, let me summarize it in this sort of uh, overarching quote now, it is because of the lack of understanding. It is because, with all due respect, we are humans, and then we, 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 we have a tendency to fight you know, everything that is new and to think you know, that, again, we're doomed or the machines are going to take over. I have also to, uh, to, to admit that you know, movies or science fiction or Hollywood, if you want to call it like that, is not helping. You know, when you think about uh, iRobot with Will Smith or The Terminator, you know, that everybody, I mean, there are like six movies of The Terminator. I mean, they don't help because, I mean, it looks like it looks like we have to fight, you know, machines. While, of course, I'm a technologist and I have been in, in the industry for plus 25 years. And again, I mean, I have a, in one of my sessions, I have one visual, which is, you know, uh, a hand of a robot, you know, and, and, and the hand of a, of a human, you know, I mean, shaking hands, you know, not fighting, not doing arm wrestling. I mean, they are collaborating. So so to your question, I think that is the lack of understanding, the lack, the lack I would say, even the lack of communication, actually enhancing business processes and procedures and, 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 and there are standards, you know, or, or frameworks. You know, I told you about I am a Six Sigma black belt. I have a, a from my SAC, I have the COVID 2019, but COVID 19 certification. I'm an ITIL certified uh, professional, meaning those frameworks, they work as supply chains, meaning they have an input of information. You do something, some, some sort of transformation with the information, and then suddenly it becomes an output for another process, like in a factory like an industrial processing. So in those processes, if you can enhance or amplify the capability of, 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 of that specific process, input, output, with an algorithm, if you can do it faster or you can do it deeper or you can do it wider, why not? I mean, the problem is, and again, I say with massive respect, is the lack of understanding. And this is why we need we need young professionals and we need very talented CIOs and CISOs and chief technology officers and chief transformation managers to embrace that change that I was mentioning some minutes ago, the velocity, variety, and, and volume of change. And then the value, the value of bringing technology into 
into the charter, you know, into 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 the into the the workflow and the diagram and the uh, uh, and the processes, right? So so to your question, I think that the lack of understanding and and not being and again I say with respect, not brave enough to embrace, adapt, and adopt technologies for the greater good. In there are aspects that you still need people, and 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 we need to be blessed because we, because we are humans and we have our reasoning and, and we are instrumental for us a security operations center. We are instrumental for for critical decision making. Great, but that does not mean that technology, algorithms, machine learning uh, cannot help. Quite on the contrary. So lack of lack of communication or lack of understanding would be my. Uh, my short answer to your question. Back to you. No, I, I agree with you when you say lack of understanding. So on that note, how can we as a collective, as an industry, as a society, how do we sort of get that understanding then? Because like these conversations people are still having, there seems to not be this communication or this you know, feedback loop into people to say, like, as you said, we don't have to fight robots who actually work with them. So how do we sort of go about navigating that? Is it just going to take time um, for this uh, this conversation to become more ubiquitous so people aren't afraid? Or what would be your advice on that? Well, it, certainly it will take time. So I always say that, and, and of course, I, I work in a, in, a, in a for-profit business. I always say, you know, our executives, our customers, our shareholders, it will take time. It will take some quarters, you know, in plural, you know. So when we, when you try to innovate, when, when, when I think that the name of the game is not only digital transformation or digital disruption, the name of the game, especially in these troubled pandemic times, the name of the game is going to be radical innovation. And if the name of the game is going to be radical innovation, you need to do different things differently, <laughs> So not just different things, but in a different way. When the advert comes in differently, I think it changes uh, different, you know, perspectives and dimensions. You know, the, the the speed of change that I was mentioning before, the agility and 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 the depth that that you're embracing. That so we will solve that equation, if you allow me to to call it that way, by first investing, but also nurturing young professionals. I'm pretty sure that there will be a point in time in our conversation that we need to talk about education and training and certifications and, and nurturing the people in the university right now. The people that are starting to, to know about, you know, coding, great, cloud, fantastic, uh, you know, cybersecurity, wow, brilliant. What about uh, that 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 radical innovation aspect, you know, being being brave, being bold, of course, with all of the well, all, all of the uh, legal measures and all of the common sense. I mean, you you cannot throw money through the window, but being brave and bold, because I mean, to my eyes, and again, I've been in the industry more than twenty five years, but I mean, technology looks like magic these days. I mean, there are very few things that technology cannot do, you know, from a, especially with data, especially when it comes to correlating data, working with data lakes, you know, algorithms, I, I always say, going back to our machine learning topic, I always say that, that algorithms are always right, meaning, right meaning that they do what they are designed to do 24 by 7, 365 uh, days per year. So they don't have a bad day. <laughs> They, they don't complain of the salary or they, they don't have an argument, you know, with, 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 with 
their daughter or wife or, 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 or you know, or, or boyfriend. No, 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 no. I mean, algorithms, they do that relentlessly. So the way to do that is uh, 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 going back to the, to the university degrees and programs. And in the very same way that I, I'm honored of, of doing quantum computing sessions for ISACA and ISACA chapters around the planet, in the very same way that I'm teaching in three universities and, 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 and in the Masters on Cybersecurity, I mean, I am one of the few teachers I would say in the world that talk in cybersecurity, you talk about quantum computing or machine learning, meaning I mean, how it changes and the impact on protection and defense and assurance and authentication and identity management and all these sort of things, especially in these pandemic times that we are all working from afar. You know, some countries are in lockdown, some are opening, but still, we, I mean, I mean, for us, for instance, a cyber res, a microfocus line of business, we cannot, we cannot back to the office. We can't. It looks like in September, maybe, maybe in October. But but I'm sitting here in Barcelona, Spain, which is again a pleasure to be with you today. But but especially that my my government, my 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 community, my employer, uh, my education uh, 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 university, they need to ensure that I am who I say I am. So. In, 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 this, in these special times where authentication is instrumental, where authorization is critical to know who has access to what, when, and how, and bring context into, into access. Not just the content, but context. Where I am, where I am based, how am I connected, for how long, with which privileges. So my question to our audience now is, don't you think that machine learning and algorithms and artificial intelligence, don't you think that they can help? The answer is yes. But to your question, we need to go back to the university, look into people's eyes, look into young professionals' eyes, and look into CISOs' eyes and CTOs and et cetera, and, and saying, machine learning or artificial intelligence is here to help. So that's my, again, sorry for a long answer, but my short question is going back into teaching that, and, 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 and embracing that change that where, where machine learning can help into processes, procedures, technology, assurance, auditing, even cash management, PL, uh, metrics, indicators, technology can certainly help. Absolutely. So, speaking of education and universities, now, one of the things, I mean, you'd be the perfect person to answer this is. Do you believe that universities and colleges need to update their curriculums to incorporate AI and machine learning? Now, first of all, I know if you look at a traditional comp sci degree that a lot of people are coming out of university, but their skills have atrophied because things change, as you know. And so then my second problem is that universities and colleges is a bit of a process involved. It's not like just flicking the switch and then all of a sudden we've got a new curriculum. So what do you think is going to be the challenge? And would you say that people are trying to move towards incorporating uh, AI into their curriculums or? I, I, uh, I, I appreciate the question because I am seeing it firsthand, by the way. But unfortunately, uh, they are being seen still as specialization, meaning the master in data science, the master in uh, artificial intelligence, the master in... So it still, it is not part of the, let's say, general or the, or the core when people are sitting into, into computer science. I mean, the, the very same way that we teach Python or Java or C++, 
I mean, what happens with uh, with 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 again with with machine learning and, and algorithm, right? Or or blockchain or this this very cool emerging or not not emerging anymore, <laughs> but emerging technologies we call them, right? So so I, I'm seeing change, but as I as I answered before, it will take time because there's a lot of inertia, unfortunately, in some, uh, you know, legacy universities, you know, unless you are super cool and super modern and, and very digital oriented. I mean, at the core of the programs that you were mentioning, you know, in the syllabus, I mean, sometimes they put a couple of couple of hours, I mean, j- just because they, they have to, you know, because it has to be mentioned. But, uh, but I, I see the positiveness on, well, then you go and take a master uh, after your degree. You, you take a master on, on again data science or digital economy or master in in in, in cybersecurity specifically, right? That 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 completes and complements you know your your university degree. So I'm seeing change. That's my answer. I'm seeing change, but it's super slow and still at the core of the of of the programs. Even even at an early age, you know, I, I I'm usually invited to go into into regular schools and colleges, not even universities, to go to, to colleges in order to inspire, you know, not only women in technology, but also young professionals. So, because we need that. We need that in a, in a world that is, is, is pervasively digital, that it's absolutely, you know, we live in the crossroads, in a, in a, at the crossroads where, uh, where it's a technological, technology world, but we still need the art of servicing customers, of serving people, of serving citizens, of serving the communities we live, uh, work, and play. Right. So, so, I mean, I mean again, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm seeing it. So, so I, I, and I'm smiling when I'm saying this. So I see positiveness in there, but still super slow. While I celebrate that there are masters with specialization, it is a, it is a discipline, by the way. This machine learning thing, or data science, or working with massive data lakes. And, and correlating information on, on millions or billions of records. I mean, it requires a practical approach, not just not just uh, you know a theoretical uh, 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 you know perspectives, which which it's appreciate, appreciated, but sort of a workshop, a hands-on sort of thing. You know, I have been I have been honored of sitting into some classes and you know literally doing some sort of in a programmatic way. Uh, telling students that hey, this is the data lake, and you have to guess, you know, which sort of customers that you know, a, a sort of a real world example. So, so, so this is why specialization is 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 appreciated. Although I am voting for uh, bringing it a little little more of a generic uh, or a, g- a general, uh, you know, a purpose because it's super needed. The understanding at an early age about you know how to code, how to program, you know, logical thinking. If I do that. That happens, and how you can write, even if it's a few lines of code. What happens if I do that? You know that sort of logical thinking. You know, effect, effect, and cause. You know, action, response. This sort of thing at an early age, in the very same way that we teach English or French or Spanish. I think that's 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 super important. So would you say because the changes are slower in universities, as you've just mentioned, which I agree with, would you say that people are then having more of an adoption towards uh, certificates and other training providers because, like as we've spoken about today on several occasions, about having that change and then also that velocity there because they can, they can get certified a lot quicker and in a short uh-huh. amount of time. 
and it's providing them with the skill set that they need to operate in today's uh-huh. day and age. Well, well, absolutely. And, and, and again, I have to applaud, of course, I'm representing ISAC. I'm considered an, as, as an ISAC ambassador, which, which, of course, I say with, with a lot of pride. But of course, I mean, the answer is a big yes, because when you go into university and they don't teach you on that, and suddenly you have different, let, 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 me, let me pause here for a second, different, you know, several angles in order, if you want to do auditing or auditing the cloud, okay, fantastic, no problem. But if you want to take... Uh, if you're a risk practitioner, you have a, re- a certification for a risk practitioner. If you want to go into the governance of the enterprise IT, fantastic, be my guest. There's one on, you know, designing programs of governance and managing outsourcing and these sort of things. But if you want to go into, you know, some other, some other routes, certifications certainly help. They complete and complement, uh, you know, your, your, uh, your studies. And of course, I, I guess I am I am living proof of what I'm going to say. You know, on top of that, when you put these these acronyms of your certifications, you know, SISM or CISA or C Guide or you know or CDIPSI or the different the different acronyms that 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 give name to the to the to the content and certifications, I mean, they I mean they are respected out there. I mean, the beauty or the magic of that is that when you put that on your business card, well, these days it's on LinkedIn, I guess, you know, not, 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 not anymore, you know, physical, physical business cards, you know, but when, but, but when you see my signature on my email, you know, when you look for me on Twitter or LinkedIn, especially, you know, and you see, wow, I mean, those acronyms, then if you're a customer, you recognize that, well, this meeting, if we are, if we are having a meeting, let's say, I mean, this is going to be good because this guy or this gal, I mean, she or he, knows. Uh, when you are, you know, in a conference or in an interview like this one, which I, again, I massively appreciate the kind invitation to speak with you, through you, to you today. Uh, I mean, you, so, you know that, well, this guy, this guy knows. I mean, he has been, you know, I mean, he has decided to go into the journey that we were talking at the beginning, you know, of our conversation. And then, I mean, those, those letters that, that he or she has on, on, on her signature, I mean, are they mean something. I mean, they mean, of course, it took money on the table and, and, and a lot of hours and effort and the willingness and the drive to, 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 to give service. Remember what I said at the beginning, you know, I wanted to understand what I was selling at my early age and then, and then provide a good service, a good, a good uh, value, you know, and a good conversation and good knowledge and good content, again, to my customers in my case or my students when I'm teaching. So, so certifications, I absolutely celebrate them. I applaud them, of course. ISACA, as, 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 is, as it is obvious, but the others as well. You know, the landscape of certifications and the variety and the different flavors of certifications. If it's privacy, great. If it's assurance, fantastic. If it's risk, uh, uh, you know, magnificent. So, so, so yes, yes to your question. I think that they, they are, they are, there's a market for that and there's a need for that, especially for professionals that have been in a, let's say, in a specific department for, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years, and they want to do a career change, but in a, in a lateral movement, you know, meaning, okay, I would like to understand more about cloud. I mean, this, this new thing, cloud, or maybe maybe those emerging technologies, you know, blockchain or artificial intelligence. I have I have listened to an interview, you know, with, with Ramses Gallego. I mean, what is it about machine learning he mentioned, right? So, but I have been a lawyer all of my life and I know a lot, and I know about lawyer, about law, 
But I would like to understand the digital aspect of law, you know? So, so yes to your question. And absolutely, I celebrate and applaud uh, certifications, again, from ISACA and from the others. Absolutely, yes. So speaking of certifications, I know that ISACA has recently brought out a new uh, cert, which is the Certified in Emerging oh, yeah. Technology, or mm-hmm. also known as CET. Mm-hmm. Can you talk to me a little bit more about what that is? Uh, absolutely, and thanks for the question. You know, and, and I'm, I'm I'm smiling the moment that you, that you mentioned it because I love it. I mean, I mean, let, let me put it this way: it is a very intelligent move, you know. And very creative. I will tell you why in a second. But it's it's very much needed out there. Let me explain. As you as you say, I mean the certification is called CET, Certified in Emerging Technologies, and as the name implies, is a certification of different. Let me use the plural technologies. Why am I saying that? Because it's the first that I know of that I know of stackable certification. And I'm moving my hands, by the way, when I'm saying this, because, you know, stackable means that you add different layers, no levels, layers of knowledge of those emerging technologies. What is considered an emerging technologies? And I know, and I understand this is debatable, right? But what is considered, let's call it emerging technologies. Cloud, some some may say that it's not emerging anymore, et cetera, but still there are developments on cloud. So let's call it that it's it's new, it's fresh, or at least is not the old way of doing things. So cloud, blockchain, of course, artificial intelligence or machine learning, if you want to call it like that. And last but not least, IoT, the Internet of Things or the Internet of Everything. Okay. Or if you wanna, if you wanna give it a, a cybersecurity aspect, I also in my session I always say that IoT also means, and I'm not playing with words here. I'm, I'm that serious when I'm saying this. IoT also means the Internet of Threats or the Internet of Trouble, okay? So while while the acronym works for the Internet of Things or the Internet of Everything, let's not forget the cybersecurity aspect of IoT. Okay, so, so that stackable certification allows you to do it on your own timing, you know, when you have the right time. You can get you can start on cloud and then AI or machine learning, or you go first with blockchain because it's it's kind of kind of cool, you know, with all the cryptocurrencies and understanding the the power of 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 integ- the power of integrity and anonymization that blockchain brings. So CET, that ISACA certification, it's stackable, it's on demand, you do it on your own path. And when you get the four, you get that certified uh, certification on emerging technologies. I love it. But if I have, you know, give me another minute to explain, because there's another one that I also love from ISACA, which is also stackable as well. And I want to, when you were asking me about CET, I was thinking on my head that I, I need to mention it because I think it's super cool. Another stackable certification, it's called ITCA, I-T-C-A. Let me explain, which is Information Technology certified associates. It's exactly the same the same approach. You have uh, five domains of stacks, you know, you can take them as you wish, and it's information technology. So this is not emerging technologies, but the same approach of you want to you want to know about uh, you know, computing, regular computing fundamentals, information technology, okay, be my guest. But there also you want to know about networks and infrastructure, basic uh, routing and networks, how the world and data goes back and forth. That's another stack of the of ITCA, of that I, ITCA. But the same goes with cybersecurity. That's another stack 
or data science or even software development. So again, as a young professional, and I have a daughter, uh, which is in university, and I was explaining to her the other day that that's great because that's how the world goes, you know, software development. Even if you are not going to develop anything, maybe she she is not for a for a for a computer science career. I think that knowing about networks and infrastructure or data science, as we were talking before, or cybersecurity as fundamentals. Again, this is this is a, a basic certification. So I just wanted to mention that you asked me about CET, which I which I, I appreciate, but also that. That brilliant idea that Isaka came up with, that stackable, and again, I'm moving my hands when I'm saying this, so stackable certifications, uh, uh, do your own timing, your own path, choose your own journey, going back to the word that we were using before. I think that's very clever and, and, and super needed these days, you know, especially when young professionals, they have their own timing and their own attention, you know, with in this in this uh, in this epoch. So so CET, it ca- there are others, you know, from 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 Isaka that I think that are very important. Auditing the cloud, so certificating cloud audit knowledge, not just security knowledge, but how to audit the cloud, how to audit the cloud service provider. In a nutshell, and again, apologies for a long answer, but I get so excited with 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 your questions on on how we can nurture, how we can develop the students and young professional in these troubled times, well, the problem is not knowledge and the problem is not, not, is not technology. The problem is, the, again, the willingness, the drive, and, and, and seeing it as I saw it, uh, you know, when, when you asked me the first question, you know, some minutes ago, you know, I mean, I saw it at an early age. I wanted to understand what I was selling, and then I went into my uh, certification journey or path. I'm inviting everybody who's listening. Again, I'm not only young professionals. You guys in, in law, you guys listening, uh, you know, that are assurance professionals, uh, you have been in, in purchasing departments. Even you are not related to IT, when you are purchasing goods for the company, I'm pretty sure that it has, it has some digital angle into that, right? So I have seen purchasing managers, you know, she, he, taking some of those CT, you know, uh, certifications because they wanted to understand the, the digital digital universe that we are in. So, so, so yes, I, I, I absolutely, I think that's very intelligent from, from, from the Isaka, from the Isaka part. So just pressing on that a little bit more on the cert side of things, would you say that this cert will be an interim solution to upskilling current IT professionals? Because I mean, a lot of the, what we've discussed today is how rapid the industry is moving and how people's skills are being atrophied. So taking up this certification is going to help sort of improve that skills gap uh, well absolutely so so and i want to i want to be absolutely specific uh as a as an entry point as a let's say foundational knowledge as fundamentals which is part of the is one word that isaka uses you know yes okay that that will not uh, uh substitute you know a regular, large, two-year, three-year, four-year university training, as you may imagine. But again, if you're a young professional or a veteran like me, you know, if you want to do that lateral movement and then go to your next interview, go to your next potential job opportunity and saying, I know about networks and infrastructure. I understand something about blockchain. Well, I have a, I could have a conversation. I can have a conversation about machine learning. You know, I mean, more than fifteen seconds. I mean, more than I mean, because I have gone through that stackable certification, fundamentals, knowledge. To your question, I think that my answer is yes. 
again, then then you then you design your career, your your path, and then you go into that university degree, maybe a master's. You know, none of the certifications that I have just mentioned are like a regular master that take you like I don't know, fifteen months, twenty four months to get right. However, when you study for something about four months, six months, when you read when you read Isaka material twice, three times, when you go and do a lot of tests, you know, I mean, those those mock exams that, that train you for when you're sitting for the real thing, well, that gives you an, 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 that gives you an edge, you know, that gives you a, a, an edgy content in order, again, to go into a, a regular conversation with friends or in a job interview and say, well, I know something about software development and I know, you know, the challenges of software development, the benefits of software development. Why? Because I took one of the stacks of the ITCA, the ITCA certification, or I know something about uh, IoT that I was mentioning, right? More than more than 15 seconds, yeah? just saying that the connected car or the refrigerator, I mean, that's a typical 15 seconds conversation, right? But when you when you take one of these certifications and you can talk about benefits, challenges, solutions, applicability into different markets, healthcare, telco, retail, I think that's that's super cool. Again, for a young professional, and for a veteran uh, professional. So, so yes to your question. And I think that they they complete and complement and that upskilling and cross-skilling, I would say. What we're talking here is not just, just upskilling, but also cross-skilling. And, and, and in the different, you know, interviews, and I have, I have been working with my own, you know, a, a human, a human resources department and people department within CyberRes, with Microfocus and other companies, I know that this is this is taking into account I mean, how many different skill you have, your skill set, different capabilities. You know, I have studied X, but I have some knowledge on Y and Z. You know, I mean, this sort of hybrid professional, that professional of the future of now that that we were talking before, it's super needed and, and very 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 relevant for the for the times that we are living. Yeah, absolutely. So just to switch gears for a second, I mean, out of everything that we've been speaking about today, talking about certifications, universities being a bit slower and how they change their syllabus, uh, you know, fighting against robots, people afraid that Terminators are going to take over the world. But I think something that people genuinely are afraid of is will they still have a job and what does that sort of look like? And what I mean by that is do you believe that we are going to have a surplus of uh, IT professionals who will need to be redeployed into other roles because, you know, AI has enhanced their jobs so their job's no longer required um, because I think that this is something that is going to then make people think outside the box in terms of where they can move to next, like taking up a CET um, certification with uh-huh. ISACA, like going back and studying something else that isn't going to take four years. So I'm really curious to sort of get your thoughts on that because a lot of the conversation that we have spoken about today is looking at the change, um, not being afraid of uh, machine learning and artificial intelligence, and, and really sort of embracing um, uh, how we move forward in that space. And, and I think that this is a question people are asking, but I'd really love to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, absolutely. So it is true, as I was saying before, that some jobs, or I would say some tasks of those jobs are going to disappear. Actually, let me use the present continuous are disappearing. Yes, part of the job, some job functions or some tasks, yes to all of that. 
but in the very same way, others are appearing, you know, like, again, auditing the cloud. Or if you, if you I mean, uh, being, a, I don't know, a cyber analyst, you know, or that, that data science or a computer operator or a database or a database, uh, you know, operator or scientist. So, so you know, the, the diversity of the digital world is, is huge, meaning when it's not privacy, it's storage. When it's not, you know, uh, I don't know, IoT is high tech of high performance computing, meaning that this conversation or your question, I mean, three years ago, five years ago, probably, I mean, it was like a, the future, right? For me, your question now is the future or right now. Yes, that some jobs are going to disappear or are disappearing. However, there are other opportunities uh, opening in the, again, in the world of, of, of privacy, of the world of, of data analysts, of, of, of data scientists, cloud architect. You know, I, I love those, those, those names that we, we the industry, have, uh, have invented into that. So, I mean, I, I, would, I would say that we shouldn't approach this with fear, quite on the contrary, you know, with the, with the willingness of renovating ourselves, with the willingness of putting more acronyms into our signature if you want that if you want to uh, use that that thing and uh, and i think that's that's important you know understanding you know again software development and data science because that opens that opens doors for uh i mean even even uh, let, let me let me give you an example you know there are automobile makers meaning companies that do regular cars you know the big names the big brands and you know well, I'm not talking about these super cool modern autonomous cars that we we, can, we may think of. No, no, no. I mean the regular, let's say, German cars or whatever. They're hiring more people now for their networks, infrastructure, code, software development, coding, and server security departments than for the factory. So, so, so to your to your question, I think that's a real example. So, not any more people, with all due respect, that they put the wheels and the and the brakes. And the, you know, on the doors. Well, robots do that very effectively and efficiently. Remember, twenty-four by seven. However, now that let's say that the automobile industry are basically, I mean, a computer with with wheels. And again, I'm not talking about the Teslas of the world or the Neos of the world or the Volkswagens of the world. I mean, yeah, well, yes, BMW, Mercedes, Volkswagen. They they need more people coding and, and, and securing the infrastructure and making sure about the ethical approach of how they do computing. So jobs or, or job functions are gone or about to be gone. Yes, but how many doors are being opened as a consequence of that digitalization? Remember what I just said some minutes ago, the name of the game is radical innovation. And I'm inviting everyone who's listening today uh, uh, that that being innovative or radically innovative also for themselves. I mean, crafting your career and thinking out of the box, what's next for me? And I say with respect because some people think that, no, no, I, I'm good. I'm good where I am. Okay, I'm, I want to I wanna, wanna stay. You know, I want to be, I want to be, a, a, you know, at a, at, I, I want to go at a low pace. I have been in the same place for 23 years and, and this is where I want to be. Okay, I respect that. However, Remember, velocity, variety, and volume of change. If you don't disrupt yourself, maybe someone comes and disrupts you. You know, your business, your organization, your association, your job, etc. So I think that that deserves a conversation. That deserves a conversation with yourself, with oneself, 
and understanding, you know, how many times we, we, we look at our mobile devices per day, per day. How many times we check our tablets and information and social media. I mean, that's, that's a shift in perception, am I right? So as individuals, as professionals, as human beings, we need to embrace change, as I was saying before. And, and I'm inviting everyone to embrace change for themselves as well. Crafting a career, becoming a, the best professional they can be the best version of themselves. You know, I almost, I was telling my students that when I'm, I'm, I'm doing sessions for Isaka chapters around the planet, these days virtual, as you may imagine, but still doing dozens of them, which is, a, which is an honor and a blessing. I'm always saying, try to be the best version of yourself, not just for you, but also for your customers, for your family, for the, for the society you live. And certainly uh, knowledge, certification, education, training, that helps into that perspective a lot. There's an app that actually you can download on your phone that tells you how many times you pick up your phone. Correct. I think I had it once and it was scary. So Absolutely. I got rid of that. Absolutely. I don't want to know how many times I pick up my phone. But yes, absolutely agree with a lot of your thoughts, especially when you spoke around opening new doors as a consequence. And I, and I think it's going to take perspective to be able to see the value in that. But again, it's going to take time as we sort of traverse into this digital age. So really do appreciate your thoughts on that, Ramsey. So thanks very much for coming on the show. I do appreciate you spending your time because I know that you have got a lot on today. (laughs) If people perhaps have a question for you that I didn't ask you, how can they go about getting in contact with you? Well, actually, I mean, you can follow me. I mean, it's pretty easy. You know, it's name, surname, all together, Ramses Gallego. You can follow me, guys and gals, on, on Twitter, on LinkedIn. I'm not on Facebook, you know, but you can follow me. I mean, it's pretty obvious. I mean, you will see me. I mean, I mean, and, and, and again, the International Chief Technology Officer for CyberRest, a microfocus line of business. I'm an ISACA friend, ambassador, and former past, uh, international vice president at the board of directors worldwide. I have been treated, by the way, amazingly well in Australia, in New Zealand. You know, I have fond memories. So, so, so guys, I mean, you, you, you will find me, you know, on social media. Of course, if you want my uh, personal email, I can give it to you, which is pretty easy. Ramses.gallego. So Ramses with an M. Dot gallego at me.com or iCloud, if you will.com. So Ramses.gallego at me.com at iCloud.com or social media, LinkedIn, they work fantastically. I always reply and I'm so looking forward to you know hearing your questions, comments, feedback, and, and it's a pleasure again. Oh, thank you very much, Ramses. As as I mentioned at the start of the podcast, I knew that you're going to have a lot of energy. So yeah, I've really appreciated that. I think that you've shared um, a lot of knowledge that people will appreciate. So thanks very much for taking the time. Thank you very much. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to KB Cast, the cybersecurity podcast for executives. We always value your support and would love it if you could leave us a review or a comment on your platform of choice, iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. And that's always appreciated. Till next time.